Yo, what's up? I'm Jay, and you're listening to The Gridiron, coming to you live from the Disney World Resorts. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We're going to get straight to it, man. Free agency has started. I repeat, free agency has started. Hasn't gone quite the way I had envisioned for my New Orleans Saints. But, man, could have went a lot worse, man. We're going to get straight to it, man. A lot of big-name wide receivers have switched locker rooms. Man, I want to talk about which one I think or which ones will have the biggest impact or the least impact on their new teams and their previous teams. Um, The names are going to include, of course, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Amari Cooper. Got the numbers right here, man. And... To me, when I first heard about the Devontae Adams thing, I'm like, man, I ain't no way Aaron Rodgers signed that deal, that new deal he just got, that new contract, without knowing they was about to do that. If that was the case, well, hold on, let me take a step back. If he did sign that contract and he didn't know about this, in my mind, some type of way, that just let me know that Aaron Rodgers was about to get traded. Uh, since then, I want to say things have been clarified, and he was okay with it. Uh, Adams gets to go back home, um, a close-to-home uh, team up with former teammate, college teammate Derek Carr. Uh, I actually do believe that's going to make them a player in that division over there in the AFC in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, So I guess both parties, especially Devontae Adams, um, has to be excited. Uh, Get to go home and you get the money. (sighs) Can't be no better than that. And the team ain't all that bad. Uh, So I think he actually... If you asking me, I think he actually came out of it the best, in my opinion. Um, then you got Tyreek Hill. Um, that one was kind of the shocker to me. I'm going to keep it real. That one was the shocker to me. I didn't think the Chiefs would do that, being that, you know what I'm saying, what he has meant to the Chiefs organizations and Patrick Mahomes. The last couple of years he's been there. Um, as I said before, we're going to get to some of the numbers, but you just can't you can't teach speed, man. And that's something Tyreek has a lot of. Uh, and then to trade him in the uh, inside of the division, well, inside of the AFC, I, I really didn't see that. Normally, teams don't trade threats or uh, uh, weapons like of that caliber inside of the division. Usually they try to send them to the other side. Um, But I mean, I guess money talk, picks talks, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Uh, So impact wise, hold on. And before we get to that, uh, we got Amara Cooper who he just straight up just ended up going to Cleveland. Um, Not quite sure what the details are with his contract um i believe they're just going to pick up um the contract that he had which was going to play pay him i want to say 20 plus million a year uh so i guess that's a sweet deal for him and the, and the fact of uh he get to keep getting the money that was promised by dallas in the first place on top of you know what I'm saying? Being around a quality team, and as of right now, looking like being with a uh, a Pro Bowl quarterback. Um, but out of all of those, man, out of all of those, I would have to say which one would have to have the most. Which one to me would have the most impact? Um, let's take a look at the numbers, man. We're gonna go back. Let's see. Let's go back three years. Tyreek. 2019, 2020, 
Wait, what year did they win the Super Bowl? All right, so we yeah, we're going back three years. Tyreek, we're going to do receptions. 58 receptions for 860 yards on 15, averaging 15 yards a catch. His longest catch was 57 yards, had seven touchdowns, receiving touchdowns for the season. 2020 had 87 receptions for 1,276 yards. He averaged 15 yards a catch. His longest was 75. He had 15 receiving touchdowns that year. 2021, he had 111 receptions for 1,239 yards. He averaged 11 yards a catch. He had his longest was 75 for nine. Well, I about to say 19 for nine rece- receiving touchdowns. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Um, let's go ahead and go take a look at Amari Cooper from 2019 to 2021. Uh, he had 79 receptions for 11. When 29, this is 2019 for Amari Cooper. He played for Dallas, had 79 receptions, 1,189 receiving yards, 15 yards a catch. His longest reception was 53 yards for eight receiving touchdowns. 2020 was 92 receptions for 1,114 receiving yards. 12 yards a catch. His longest was his longest catch was 69 yards for five receiving touchdowns. 2021, he had 68 receiving yards, uh, 68 receptions for 865 receiving yards on 13 yards a catch. His longest catch was 41 yards, and he had eight receiving touchdowns. Hmm. I guess let's take a look at Devontae Adams who's widely regarded as one of the best wide receivers or the best wide receiver in the league. Um, 2019, 83 receptions for 13. My bad, I'm sorry. I'm looking at 2018. That boy went off in 2018. He did have basically 1,400 receiving yards off of 111 receptions for 13 touchdowns. But 2019, he had 83 receptions for 997 receiving yards, five touchdowns, 13 yards a catch, and 58. I, I'm, I'm guessing he got hurt that year. I can't recall. 2020, he had 115 receptions for 1,374 uh, yards, receiving yards, 12 yards a catch. His longest catch was 56 yards. Boy had 18 touchdowns, receiving touchdowns. 2021, he had 123 receptions for 1,553 receiving yards, 13 yards a catch. His longest catch was 59 yards and 11 touchdowns. Man, that dude consistently, everybody knew that's who Aaron Rodgers was going to. And this man still, in the last two years, caught 238 receptions. Well, he had 238 catches for 29, for 29 touchdowns. For, for, for damn near 3,000 yards in two seasons. Man, that's incredible. Without a doubt in my mind, Devontae Adams is the biggest, is going to have the biggest impact on this new team and has the, the biggest negative impact on his former team. Just because of what I just said, in the last two years, this man then basically had 200, ain't no basically, this is the numbers, this is fact, 238 receptions, to go along with, by the numbers, basically 3,000 receiving yards and 29 touchdowns. Man, that's basically, you can split that up and, and get a whole nother Pro Bowl uh, wide receiver uh, in those two years out of that. So I think he's going to have the biggest impact, and that's going to be felt the most, without a doubt, in my mind. Um, number two, I would have to say, uh, by looking at it, and this, this is this 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 is kind of bang bang out of Tyreek and Amari because right now the Cowboys really don't have a damn thing. They lost Cedric Wilson. Um, um first of all, Amari was the number one wide receiver. Let's be clear about that. Um, good route runner, good hands, 
You know what I'm saying? Regardless of what people thought about him, he was a former number one pick that attended Alabama. Um, I think he has a pretty good attitude. Uh, but outside of that, man, you, lo- you lose Amari Cooper, then you lose Cedric Wilson, and I want to say they lost another wide receiver. So now C.D. Lamb better be what the Cowboys expected. And I think, you know, C.D., first of all, C.D. from the boot. You feel me? Uh, he's from the boot, so I, I I do believe he has what it takes to succeed. But you know what I'm saying? We are talking about the Cowboys, who are notorious for corrupting good players. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. I think I think that that uh, impact can't be um, understated neither about Amari Cooper and what he meant for Dak Prescott. Because as I'm pretty sure you guys, or if you haven't heard. You know what I'm saying? Right after um, Amari Cooper came to the Cowboys, it's kind of like when Dak took out, took off for the Cowboys. Um, previous to that, there was kind of more of a uh, a ground and pound, dink and dunk type team. Then when Amari came, you had kind of more of your explosion plays, which allowed, you know what I'm saying, guys like Gallup and C.D. Lamb and, you know, sent to emerge when they didn't have the number one corner on them. Now we're going to see uh, what's going to happen with the Cowboys offense and everything, you know what I'm saying, and that without Amari Cooper. Um, but for sure, I think Patrick Mahomes, as much talent as the Chiefs have, and I think that all stemmed from having Tyreek Hill. Um, Tyreek was a guy, you know what I'm saying, like I said, you as small as that little dude was, that man, that man, I, I would think, I would bet you, if you was the pole, um, defenses and defensive players around the league, uh, who are they most afraid of? Uh, let me think of like big player, a uh, uh, big player, a uh, big wide receiver or something. But regardless of size or whatever, I bet you. But but regardless, let me think. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Or whatever. Uh, maybe not even Travis Kelsey. Let me think of another wide receiver. Odell Beckham. Who scares you more? Odell Beckham or Tyreek Hill? Or let me think of another uh, another big... Well, Odell ain't all that big, but let me think. Um, Devontae Adams, for example. Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill? Who really... Who truly scares you more? Um, as good as Devontae Adams is, um, and I truly to believe there's a debate to be had, um, especially the last two years after what I just read, you know what I'm saying, that this man, the last two years, Michael Thomas been out, uh, D-Hop's been kind of banged up, that he's been, he's the number one wide receiver right now, uh, but at the same time, I don't know that he puts that level of fear play in and play out into guys like Tyreek Hill does because just having that that special teams that punt return type speed where this dude literally could take a, a, a half a yard through, a half a yard pass and turn it into a 102 yard highlight reel. Um, that's just the type of, type of um, talent Tyreek Hill and God given ability Tyreek Hill has. Uh, and if you also recall in the Super Bowl against San Fran, it was Tyreek Hill that had smoked. Um, I wanna, I forget, I forget who was in coverage over that side. It really, it, it doesn't matter who was in coverage if they wasn't there. He smoked them. But a lot of people don't realize this: as small as Tyreek Hill is, and, and a lot of his game is predicated on speed. But the dude actually has pretty good hands. Um, going back to what I was just saying in the in the Super Bowl, actually had a a play where he actually had to come back to the ball. To make the play, and I believe that actually was the the game changing play to me, in my opinion. Um, besides Jimmy Garoppolo making a few boneheaded play mistakes and everything, but uh, I definitely if I so if I had to rank it in order though, in my opinion, it definitely would be new like the impact that's going to be felt on former and on the the new team. I would have to see Devontae Adams would have the most impact both ways on his new team and on the pack from the Packers gonna feel it. Um they definitely gonna have to go out in the draft and and and, and from what I'm saying, they losing more wide receivers, so I don't know what the hell they about to do. 
I, I guess that I, if, if I was them, every pick, every pick I had, I, I, I spent it on wide receivers. Luckily, this is a uh, a draft rich wire a, a wide receivers for them. So I guess they just got to hit on these picks. Um, but if I had to go second, second most, I actually would say Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, because of what I said, um, I think he, I think before, before Deshaun Watson decided to take his talents to Cleveland, um, I did believe Baker Mayfield or whoever was going to be up there, uh, was going to benefit, was going to benefit from having Amari Cooper. Um, because of the, the route running, um, you know, and the talent is there, whether, whether you want to question his motor or whatever the case may be, maybe the man just got tired of losing in, in Dallas. That's, you know, a lot of people get that, you know, <laughs> but, um, I definitely think the Cowboys are going to feel that specifically, specifically because who the hell replaced Amari Cooper? All right, a lot of Cowboys fans are gonna try to say CD Lamb. All right, so who gonna replace if CD Lamb is the number one? Somebody gotta be the clear number two, and we're not sure that. See, first of all, CD Lamb gotta prove that he was the he can be the clear number one anyway because because Amari Cooper was there, he didn't get number one coverage. He got number two, number three coverage. You see what I'm saying? So this year he's gonna get number one coverage. So now, I guess I could play, try to play the little, play what you would try to say what you, I guess now, theoretically, Michael Gallup could be your number two, um, T.D. Lamb could be your number one. I, and we, I guess we're going to see how that works out. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully it doesn't. Um, just for my pleasure. <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, seriousness, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they work out with the Cowboys. But there's no way that the, the Cowboys got better for losing Amari Cooper. Uh, so I think the impact there is definitely going to be second. And Tyreek Hill, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to put him where he, that's kind of like a, 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 a 1A, 1B type thing because... I, I truly believe the effect of Tyreek Hill uh, being gone from the Chiefs is definitely going to be missed um, with the type of things they was able to do with them. But I just think the picks and the type of stuff that they was able to get back for Tyreek uh, was valuable. Also, I guess it just depends on what they use it on and how they distribute it. Um, now... Keenan Allen said uh, uh, some people are going to get exposed. I don't know who he was talking about. In my opinion, he could possibly be talking about uh, the Dolphins. Because in my opinion, right now, the Dolphins are where the Cleveland Browns was at a few years ago. And yes, I'm talking about you two. Pay attention. Uh, remember when everybody was saying, man, they just went to looking around at the Browns team. Wait a minute. These dudes got Miles Garrett and that defensive line. That team kind of loaded. Wait a minute, that offensive line kind of kind of look good. Wait a minute, they got Nick Chubb. They got Green Hunt. They got this. They got that. They signing all these big name free. Hold up, wait a minute. They went and got Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Baker. Now Baker Young went now. The Browns don't went now. You know what I'm saying? It was always this and that. Now everything they got blew up. I feel like the Dolphins are at that point where because they didn't win, they basically got the number one free agent and 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 former New Orleans Saints uh, left tackle who was at the uh, New Orleans Pelicans game uh, the other night supporting the New Orleans Pelicans. Shout out T Stead. Um, they got the number one free agency and, and Toron Armstead um, left tackle. They turned around. They spending a lot of money. The Dolphins are spending a lot of money. They didn't win. They got Tyreek Hill. Um, so now that shows me, man. The Dolphins trying to make a move. They trying to do their thing, man. They trying to do their thing. Uh, 
if Tua if Tua can't come through it with it right now, he's gonna be out sooner rather than later. I already feel like they kind of one foot in, one foot out with him, just waiting for the perfect opportunity. Um, we're gonna take a quick little break, man, and we'll be right back. We coming back with some more juicy sports, man. champion, captain, pro bowl player, future hall of famer, in my book, Malcolm Jenkins has retired after 13 years, man, uh, I salute you, the Saints organization salute you, uh, I'm, I'm sure Philly salutes you for your services, winning the Super Bowl out there, man, and uh, dude was a class act. And moving forward, um, if I'm the New Orleans Saints, I'm calling Tyron Matthews. I'm calling Tyron Matthews. He's still out there, out there on the market. Matter of fact, just a few hours ago, I seen he was in BR. You feel me? <laughs> hey, go on, call the Honey Badger and tell him, hey, look, you don't even got to catch that flight. Go on, get on that, get on that interstate and go on, come on home, bro. That's the call, uh, call I'm making. Um, but in all seriousness, I was serious about the Honey Badger, too. In all seriousness, man, I, I just want to salute Malcolm Jenkins. Once again, man, uh, one of the last members of the original Super Bowl team. Uh, with Drew Brees being gone, um, Thomas Moore instead being gone, and now Malcolm Jenkins, I believe. Let me see. I believe that was the last member of the Super Bowl team. <clears throat> so uh, he definitely will be remembered. And I want to salute that man. Uh, now, more news on the Saints. Obviously, you guys have heard James Winston's resigned to two years, uh, a two year contract with the Saints. Um, he spoke about his feelings and how he felt about the Deshaun Watson thing with the Saints and all of that. Obviously, they had to have some tough talks. You feel me? But me, personally, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I personally said we should get this. We should have got Deshaun. If Deshaun, depending on what he was we were going to have to give up. I didn't really want to have to give up Ryan Grimchak uh, or Alvin Kamara or nothing like that. Or nothing like that. I'm not sure any of that. Uh, even uh, even a, a, a CD Deuce. I wouldn't even want to give up him. But, I mean, that's neither here or there now. It's not going to happen. But uh, I actually believe, and I always believe, I said this before, I even knew anything about the Deshaun Watson thing. If we brought back Jameis Winston, before this man went down, we was 5-2. and two. With the weapons that they had, and there wasn't much, with the weapons that they had last year, Jameis Winston had this team five and two. Um, now, in my mind, if we can bring everybody back healthy, uh, get them a few more weapons in free agency. Well, free agency about to be over with. Get them a few more weapons in, in the draft. You know what I'm saying? And build on what we have with Callaway and Traquan Smith, maybe healthy Michael Thomas. I think I think we'd be all right. Uh, now, like I said, now we got to figure out what we're going to do as far as replacing Malcolm Jenkins back there in the secondary after losing Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins. That's not good. I don't feel good about that. Uh, I'm pretty sure they already knew that Malcolm Jenkins was getting long in the tooth. I already knew that. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was talks in the background and all of that. Now, as far as replacing Marcus Williams, uh, we did get Marcus May. 
We'll see how that turned out. He actually was selected three spots ahead of Marcus Williams in the NFL draft uh, when they was drafted together. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Me personally, my wish list, if everything played out how I wanted it to play out now, it, of course, it'll never go like this. Uh, how would I feel about them getting an the offensive tackle? Man, I just, I guess it depends on which offensive tackle they go get. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, I wasn't fond of the Ryan Ramchek pick. It's a Ryan Ramchak became Ryan Ramchak. Now I love Ryan Ramchak. You see, I didn't even want him to be part of a Deshaun Watson trade. Um, but at the same time, man, this is a, 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 a draft that's rich with wide receiver NFL talent at the wide receiver position. Um, I just think, man, so this is my wish list. This is my wish list at the wide receiver. If I can end up with any of the, any one of these guys right here, uh, I think in my mind the Saints would be fine. Uh, now, just because I'm saying this, these guys all likely to go in the top 15. Uh, maybe one of them not. Um, if I can end up with uh, Chris Olave, uh, that's that's his number one. That's who I really wanted. I want him because I didn't really think he was as fast as he was. Turns out the dude run like a full three something. Um, but he kind of remind me, he's so smooth in his running and his route running ability and um, just getting separation. He kind of got like that Amari Cooper thing going for him to me, to me. but kind of, I feel like he got a little more quickness, a little more, uh, a little more juice with him. Uh, I think he would be fantastic with what we have, the Saints have, and Michael Thomas already kind of working the mid-range, you know what I'm saying, the mid-level. You got Alvin Kamara working the short, you know what I'm saying? Now I feel like we need like that intermediate to deep threat that can catch a, a, a short pass and, and bust it wide open or, uh, you know what I'm saying, go ahead and take the top off the defense. You know, uh, I want to go ahead and apologize to you guys. It's, it's, I done made it back to Louisiana and it's, it seemed like I picked the day that they want a hurricane outside. So if y'all hear some booming and clackling, that's what that is right there. You hear me? But uh same time, um Chris Chris Alave is gotta be on my wish list number one, actually, not only at the wide receiver, but probably at the pick. If we able to pick him and he's on the board, I would strongly advise the Saints. Now, I'm not going to go so far as to say that the Saints should trade up to go get a wide receiver. I don't even... Well, I think that the Falcons... I know the Falcons traded up to get Julio Jones. I'm trying to recall somebody else that traded up to get wide receivers. But it's very rare, rare in my opinion, um, that that happens. And if it does, you better be a Julio Jones or a Calvin Johnson uh, type player or something like that. Uh, and I know just, you know what I'm saying, the Pro Bowl every other year type player. Uh, and I don't think that's what the Saints need anyway. Uh, I think they need a good number two. A good number two that can possibly blossom into a, a number one one day. Um, yeah. So, Chris Olave would be number one. Um, I kind of like the little dude, the other little Ohio State wide receiver, uh, Wilson. But I'm not as sold on him as much. He kind of remind me of um, I forget the guy that played that actually played for Ohio State and ended up getting drafted by Carolina. I, he slipped in my mind. Um, let me see if I can get that get that. But, it, but that's kind of what he remind me of. Like, um, no, I gotta know what this dude's name is, man. I gotta know what his name is. But that's kind of what he reminds me of, you know. Uh, has all of the athletic ability, super fast, can can take the little screen passes and take them 99 yards. But uh, I mean, you know, it can also catch the the uh, the the fly and the go ball. You know what I'm saying? If you let them get behind you. <clears throat> but for whatever reason, um, I want to say his name Samuels, Curtis Samuels. Is is that him? Is, is that? 
am I, or am I just making up somebody else's names? I, I, I want to say his name, Samuel, for real. Yeah, so his name was Curtis Samuels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Curtis Samuels uh, was five foot eleven. Played for Ohio State. Yeah, that's kind of who. That's kind of who the other cat Wilson remind me of. Of a kind of Curtis Samuels uh, type player. And I'm not trying to bang on him or nothing, but this is Curtis Samuels' numbers since coming to the league. 2017, 18, 19, 20. Uh, basically had 115 his, his rookie year, 494 receiver yards his second year, 627 yards his third year. And he, he had a, a, a pretty good year in 2020 with 851 yards. But his whole career, he done, had, he done totaled 2,000. 2,100 yards, basically. Now, he does have 14 touchdowns. He does have 14 career receiver touchdowns. And I believe he has some rushing yards. And, but basically, I don't think that's what the Saints need. I don't think the Saints need that. I don't think we need any, like, short to, short to, uh, we don't need any, any wide receivers to do any screen passes because I already feel like we got that covered. With Alvin Kamara and, and Deontay Harris and Traquan Smith, I feel like we have the intermediate kind of covered with Michael Thomas. He's gonna work enough. He's kind of like our possession wide receiver. So we have a possession wide receiver, a big body wide receiver, and Michael Thomas. We have a speed wide receiver, kind of gadget, gadget gadget wide receiver, and Deontay Harris. You know what I'm saying? Then we gotta do it all. You know what I'm saying? All all world running back in Alvin Kamara that can, can kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, then I feel like we just missing somebody that's going to be able to consistently get deep. Not only get deep, you know what I'm saying, but make contested catches and actually get separation. And I feel like that's what we're missing. We don't need anybody else um, to work the, the, the intermediate or the, the uh, short passes and nothing like that. And um, also breaking news, coach, head coach, let me put some respect on his name, head coach Dennis Allen plans on using Taysom Hill at the primarily at the tight end spot this year. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh about that. But Sean Payton is gone. If y'all if y'all was wondering, y'all remember when I said if Sean Payton was the head coach, Deshaun, we would have never entertained even a thought of getting Deshaun Watson. For whatever reason. You know what I'm saying? But, man, it's, it's storming out there. Uh, but for whatever reason, he liked it. And he used Taysom Hill. I don't know if he actually believed that Taysom Hill would be the Saints starter one day, but it was driving me crazy. You know what I'm saying? That that was the narrative, and that was the way that it was, it was actually an argument that that was being had when you actually had an NFL quarterback over there in James Winston. Regardless of what everybody said about him, the man was already a Pro Bowl quarterback in the NFL. Won a Heisman in college and everything. Not even going down there. So, I think if I can get Chris Olave at, that'll be number one, uh, some type of way, I mean, I'll take Garrett Wilson. I, I will take Garrett Wilson, but that's not going to be number two. Number two will be Jamison Williams. Uh, uh, Williamson, I believe, whatever that name is from Alabama, that actually um, suffered, a, suffered a knee injury. Uh, suffered. Uh, whatever he told me, he told me that ACL, MCL, something like that. Um, if we can't get him, which I think he should fall probably because of that, um, if we can't get him, there's a guy named Traylon Burks from Alabama. I would like to take a look at him. Now, he's not a first-round pick. I don't believe. I believe he can be had somewhere in the second or third round. So, for whatever reason, if the Saints do go offensive tackle in the first round, I am looking for them to go offense. And I mean, and I do mean wide receiver tight end. Uh second or third round. Um, but Traylon Burks, uh, and then I see Garrett Wilson will be on the uh on my wish list. 
Now, if he just fell into our laps, if he just fell into our laps and ain't none of the other people up there, uh, and, and I'm not saying, because I don't know that Jahan Dotson would be going in the first round, but I'm saying if, if Olave ain't there, and I actually would take the offensive lineman probably over Garrett Wilson. Probably. I think if it's going to be a wide receiver in the first round, I think it's, it's, it's got to be Olave and Williams, in my opinion. Jameson. Uh, that's just my opinion. Uh, so that's kind of my personal wish list. As long as we get a couple of weapons, now it's looking like we probably gonna, we are going to, at some point, probably draft another defensive back. Um, if we don't pick up the honey badger, y'all cross your fingers. You feel me? Uh, but yeah, that's kind of where we at. Kind of where we at with. But let's keep on going on back to them good old New Orleans Saints. You feel me? Uh, man. So, let me ask y'all a question. Y'all remember when I said who was, was going to be the biggest loss out of, uh, or who would I rather lose? Marcus Williams or Teron Armstead? How we lose both of them? How we, <laughs> we lost both of them. Man. Anyway, in other Saints news, the Saints did sign quarterback Andy Dalton to a one-year deal to back up Jameis Winston. No, Andy Dalton is not going to take Jameis Winston's spot. That if, if that did go, if that did happen, Jameis Winston then got hurt, knock on wood, uh, something that went horribly wrong. You feel me? But same time. Yeah, that's kind of a good move because if something did was to go down, we seen what happened last year with Trevor Simeon and and, and uh, Ian Book and whoever else we had playing quarterback. So that is actually kind of a good move. You feel me? But pretty much from now, you know what I'm saying. That's all. That's all I got as far as with the Saints, man. We gonna take a quick little break. We come back. You know what I'm saying? Talk a little bit NBA basketball. Talk a little basketball. What's been going on? You feel me? Y'all don't go nowhere. Stay tuned. Be right back. Pelicans fly when it's raining. I feel like I, I feel like when I was coming across the causeway, I seen I seen a few of them things flying. I don't know, I'm not even tripping. But anyway, Pelicans, as we speak right now, on the night spot in the ninth spot, looking to hold off the Spurs for the final. Well, I ain't gonna say the final. Uh, well, for the ninth spot in the home court advantage in the playing tournament. The Lakers are trying to get back in to the final spot, which will be the 10th spot as of right now as we speak. The Los Angeles Lakers and Andy Davis and LeBron James are in the 11th spot. Yes, that's right, I said it, the 11th spot. Right now as they speak, I'm sure the Pelicans are just rubbing their tummy, laughing, feeling good, because you know why? If the season ended right now, and the lottery started, if everything held off how, how it was supposed to be, guess what? The Lakers are in the lottery. The Lakers also owe the Pelicans that pick from Anthony Davis that's been hurt half the season. And therefore, that pick will become a top 10 pick, which would then belong to the Pelicans. Ironically, since the Pelicans haven't had Zion for the whole season themselves, and they didn't deal with a multitude of injury, injuries and stuff. 
they find themselves in the ninth spot. If for whatever reason, whatever reason, they just continue to play how they've been playing, to be, to be quite honest. Shout out to Willie Green. Let's take a moment to uh, shout out Willie Green. I was actually supposed to go meet him, but uh, other things happened. I ain't gonna point no elbows or no fingers or nothing like that. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, shout out to Coach Willie Green. Um, man, the Pelicans have been balling, man. They've been balling. They lost the hard one against the Spurs, but man, I want to give I want to get the Pelicans some. You know what I'm saying? Some, some praise for for the comeback against the Lakers. But after thinking about it and doing my research, man, the Lakers been allowing everybody to come back. That ain't even the biggest blown lead by them this year. Sheesh. Now, anyway, uh, it's ironic that if everything play out how it play out, some type of way, the public is going to be the guy they cake. They gonna have their cake and they gonna eat it too, cause they gonna get to some. If just say they end up getting in the play in, some type of way they weasel in to the uh, the the eight seed and get in the playoffs. They they the way it's positioned. They I don't know. I guess I I have to. Y'all don't quote me on this part right here, but the the Pelicans record still will be almost equivalent. They still would be in the bottom half of the league is what I'm what I'm trying to see. Even if the Pelicans make the playoffs, the Pelicans are still going to be in the bottom half of the league. So as it looks right now, the Pelicans can mess around and have two first-round picks, two lottery picks. Because if they fall outside of the top ten, well, if the Pelicans pick fall, fall outside of the top ten, I believe they owe it to somebody. It might be Portland or Memphis, one of them. I don't know. But they can have their cake and eat it too in some type of way. You know what I'm saying? The pit, the pe- uh, the Lakers keep 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 doing Laker things from this year. Uh, and things just keep unfolding for them. And it's crazy because, like I said, I think this ain't said enough about the Pelicans team. All of this, I think a lot's been made about Anthony Davis missing time and... Uh, LeBron James missing time, and I know it's different expectations in LA, which is what I said. I, I tried to warn AD. It's different expectations now and then, and everything. But at the same time, uh, the face of the New Orleans Pelicans, you know what I'm saying? Team, their best player ain't even set a set foot on the game uh, on the game court this year. So, you know what I'm saying? I think all of that's all out of the window, including Brandon Ingram been, been banged up. Uh, you know, I think the healthiest one been Valentunas. Uh, and I think he done double things. I think even CJ, since he since we didn't trade it for him, I think he was de- de- dealing with, uh, I think, I don't know if he was just going through the protocols. Or either way it goes, he was dealing with something. But he had to miss a game or two. Uh, so... The Pelicans then got the their fair share of, of of bad luck. You know what I'm saying? I think they started the season what 0 and 12, 1 and 13, something like that, 1 and 12, to even get back in the conversation of having a a shot is amazing. Cause that's the one thing I can say about the Pelicans. I always see every year they cannot start off fucking 0 and 15. The last two years, last three years, they didn't started off 0 and, 0 and 10. 0-9-12, I'm like, oh man, so you already gotta you already gotta almost go on like a ten game winning streak or something. Five game winning streak just to almost break even. You gotta do now it's a long season, but you already in the hole. You can't start off like that, hell. Out of twelve games, if you're gonna start messed up, start four and eight four and eight or something. At least you already on the board. You know what I'm saying? So down the when the season get tight and you look back. At this moment, like as the Pelicans are, you look up. I mean, the Pelicans then got 38 wins instead of having 32. You know what I'm saying? But with all of that being said, there's a big game going to take place tonight. It's going to be a big, big game. Play-in ap- implications, playoff implications. C.J. McCollum going back to his stamp- stumping grounds. 
back in Portland. Uh, a lot of former players gonna be seeing each other. Very important for the for the Pelicans though. Gonna be interested to see how they come out and play. Are they focused? You know what I'm saying? Are they are they ready for the opportunity? Are they ready for the moment? Um, yeah, I think if the Pelicans can win win this game and the next one, that kind of lock them in the the play-in, at least the ninth and the tenth. Uh, they still have a little more work to do, I think, as far as with the Spurs, because the Spurs have the tie break over, which is why that was a big game. But all they can do is what they can do is go out there and play and do what they're supposed to do. You feel that? Um, man. Got one more thing I was supposed to say about the Pelicans. Seeing Zion doing dunks and all of that. Why is it? Why is it? Everybody be so. Well, I ain't gonna say everybody. A lot of these platforms be so excited and so ready to trade our superstars. Oh, he ain't happy. So he just. He ain't happy. So he went out there and windmill or he did a dunk to, to rebel. How the hell? How the hell do you take? This man doing a dunk in the gym as him not being happy with the Pelicans. That didn't even make sense to me. I'm not gonna say who said it or nothing like that, but I'm just saying like a lot of a lot of things that you guys, us, the people, listen to these big platforms and they just be feeding us foolishness just to push a narrative. We gotta open our eyes to this, man. Uh, like I said, now, maybe Zion is unhappy. And I done said before, if the man ain't happy, hell, I like what I like how the team playing and how it's moving right now. I'm interested to see how they going to integrate him into that. You know what I'm saying? With Zion, who going to be in and who going to be out? It would be interesting. That would be my only, my that would be my only issue. Even if Zion were to be healthy and want to come back, I kind of feel like they got to, a chemistry going right now and I guess for the sake of the future you know what I'm saying I guess the man hell no I feel like the guys like man we, we play hard to get to this point so I think the best I'm it's almost crazy to see like the best way to win is without Zion even if he was healthy but I mean he ain't really practice with the guys he ain't you know what I'm saying nothing like that I feel like the guys trying to make the play and they trying to get to the playoffs you know what I'm saying? I think if we get locked into a spot or something, then then go for it. Of course, none of this. This is all just me speculating and me just what if scenarios. Zion hasn't been clear to play that I know of. I'm just saying, if he was clear to play, uh, how would I feel about him playing right now? And basically, what I'm saying is, you don't want the whole season. What what is the purpose? You don't want the whole season. They got six, seven games left. The team look like they got chemistry going on right now, so I actually believe that will hurt the team. And you take the, the risk of getting hurt. In the final six, seven games, we have to wait a whole nother two years just to see, you know what I'm saying, the potential that we've been waiting on, we all been waiting to see. So, in my mind, I think the team almost be better off But I said all that to say, uh, a lot of people make excuses for who, who they want to make excuses for. Nobody ever talked about how the Pelicans been banged up, but but yet people quick to point out, oh, it's because Anthony Davis been out because of this, this, this. Oh, how y'all so quick to forget that this man played in New Orleans for seven years, seven years, and I told y'all, I told everybody. This man is not who we expect him to be. He's a great player, but he's not that dude. You feel me? So what that mean? Uh, I heard, I forget, I forget who said it, but they basically was accusing AD of milking the injury. Basically, you know, you see guys like, you know what I'm saying, LeBron, like LeBron, the sprained his ankle, whatever he got going on. You'll mess around and see LeBron back. You see LeBron come back in the game, 
probably tried to play the game, but LeBron damn sure ain't about to miss the whole season on a sprained ankle. That's something, you know, Anthony Davis has been to miss 17, 18 games of. I've seen it happen too many times. Now, you can never really know what's going on with another man body, but I'm just saying, like, other people starting to see what I've been seeing the whole time. You question, like, man, how hurt is this dude, man? How the hell you be, you can't just be that brittle like that. Ain't no way in the hell. You know what I'm saying? But, but some people, and like I said, I don't claim to know Andy Davis or talk to Andy Davis, none of this. But judging by from what I, what I see, in my opinion, some people are satisfied with certain stuff. And Davis got him a little championship, and Davis said, he cool. I'm good now. You feel me? I, I don't know that for a fact, that's, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying that's how it appears to me. Uh, now, how did we get on that subject? Said people forget and when Andy Davis was playing this year, the Lakers still was sucking it up. I'll do one better. I'll do you one better. Do anybody actually believe Andy Davis coming back, especially with LeBron hurt, is going to do any make any difference? At all. I, this dude, LeBron, was going 41, 39, 52, all of that, and they still was getting us. They was getting smoked. They getting smoked. I would love to see. I would, you know, I, I would love to see how that worked. Maybe they won't get smoked as bad. You know what I'm saying? The problem is the Lakers just got to probably just redo the whole team. I don't know how they're going to do that, obviously, because they don't have any draft picks. They don't really have any any anybody that anybody wants. Maybe we could monk on uh, uh, some of them young boys or something like that. But I don't think that's enough to get you back anything to move the needle. You figured it? But it is what it is. Hey, I want to remind y'all if y'all haven't already to subscribe to the Gridiron. You know y'all can find us wherever you get your podcasts at, whether that's Apple, Google. Spotify, Overcast, and man, they do got an Overcast out there. It's raining hard as hell out there right now. But uh, man, we everywhere, man. You know, we trying to get literally everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all go check us out. Also, on Instagram and Twitter at the Real Gridiron. You feel me? Check us out, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. I told you. I told y'all. Y'all heard me right? I said we got a Twitter now. We got a Twitter. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know what you think. But don't say it. But we got it now. Check us out. Make sure y'all go follow us at the real gridiron. You know what I'm saying? Until next time, y'all on my mind. Psych. I'm Jay. It's the gridiron. Deuces.